in association with the Agri Health Network, it's time for That Farm Life podcast, Planting Hope, Harvesting Strength. On That Farm Life, we talk about that life that is that of a farmer and their family. It's about the day-to-day grind, the good times, the tough times, and everything in between, because farming is more than a job, it's a way of life. And we're here to offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith, family, and community with other farmers. Now, here's your host, a farmer, a former agri-business owner, and also the pastor of a Southern Baptist church in Arkansas, Archie Mason. Hey guys, welcome again to That Farm Life Podcast. This is uh, Archie Mason. I'm your host. We're so glad that you have chosen uh, to join us today. We're all about helping farm families, agricultural individuals kind of deal with the stress and strains of farm life. Uh, And we always want to create a safe zone. We can just talk about conversations of uh, everyday farm life and what is taking place. And before we get started, let me just give you some information for all the ranchers and cattle people out there, livestock producers. We're going to be at the National Cattlemen's Association meeting in Nashville. That's going to be coming up. And so we'd love to see you there. Uh, Come by the booth, say hi to us, register to win. We always give away ear pods. We love those. We work in them. Uh, all the time and everybody needs ice chest so we'll probably have a cooler we'll be giving away so uh, sign up uh, there and register for that we have a lot of listeners from uh, different states who are joining us also uh, different countries in one of our podcasts uh, we had Hank that was part of that and he talked about some issues taking place in his family and one of his children and so we've had a lot of uh, input about that Uh, hey reach out to us info at agrihealth.net for more information about that and uh, he is uh, open to, you know, to visit with you personally, be an encouragement to you. So if you haven't heard his podcast, go back and listen to that. That's Hank. He's a cotton consultant out of Louisiana. We're in a series where we're talking about multi-generational farm families and kind of transitioning uh, in that. And so we've been talking with some young farmers. Today, we got some very special guests. We've got Dustin and Tiffany Henson. Uh, they both grew up in farming uh, families. Uh, Dustin has, uh, you know, as a part of his family's farming operation, Tiffany is the marketing director for uh, Legacy Equipment. That's a John Deere dealership, several locations, Northeast Arkansas. Guys, really, thank you. I know this is the, this is the busy time of the year. So thank you for joining us this morning. Thanks for having us. Glad to be here. Happy to be here. All right. Hey, I'll tell you what, let's just jump into it. Tell us about yourselves and about your family. Uh, well, I grew up in Clay County. I grew up in a farm family and my dad, uh, grandpa, and now my brother all farm there. Uh, cotton, soybeans, corn, a little bit of everything. So I grew up in that in that field and always enjoyed that. Um, just loved being around it. And, and then I met Dustin. And so I married into it, too. Yeah, I grew up in Greene County uh, in Paragool. Uh, it's where my family's lived lived and started farming on you know they started on one side of the Crowley's Ridge and ended up on the east side so uh me and Tiffany met in college and and we just kind of went on from there hey tell me about that was that love at first sight when y'all met how how did y'all meet (laughs) maybe we we had several mutual friends we were kind of friends first um I hear a lot of stories like that, but we had a lot of mutual friends. Hadn't really thought about dating him that much. And then uh, we were at a, I think an AGR dance and he asked me to dance. And so it was kind of, 
history from there. <laughs> hey, that's that that's that ag group right there. So yeah, that's how, that's how it happens, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I met my wife. She was a barrel racer, so I saw her on a wow. horse running barrels, and I thought, mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> it was on after that. So well, good deal. Hey, tell us about uh, you guys. Have one child? Is that correct? Yes, uh, Molly. She's three and a half. Uh, she's a little Spitfire. <laughs> awesome. Hey, who'd she yeah. take after, mom or daddy? Uh, a little bit of both. She looks she looks a lot like her daddy. She has kind of mannerisms from both of us. So. I don't agree with that. She looks like her mom. She's <laughs> she, she too pretty to take after her daddy. Hey, Dustin, good answer, man. <laughs> hey, you just taught all the men out there listening. You just uh, you just taught everybody something right there. So, uh, good answer. Hey, did you know growing up on the farm with you guys, both of you, did you uh you know, did you always think that you were going to have an ag career, that you were going to be involved in agriculture? You just kind of know that early on, or did you kind of waver from that? Or, or I did. I, I knew it from the start. That's all I ever wanted to do. Um, that's, that's the only thing I really enjoyed. Even going to college, I, I drove down in the day and, and went back, you know, home right after class to go back to work. That's just what I enjoyed and always what I wanted to do. A little different for me. Um I graduated high school and I actually went into radiology and uh, got a part-time job at the local hospital and quickly realized, man, that was not for me. So I, I was a little lost and, and didn't really know what to do. Uh, and I had a good friend say, well, you know, what do you enjoy? What are you good at? Uh, what do you like to be around? And so it kind of led me to the College of Agriculture. And, and one of my professors there, Dr. Greenwald, he kind of pointed me in the right direction. Um, I realized quickly that I enjoyed marketing. So I graduated with an ag business degree uh, with a minor in marketing. I'll tell you what, Tiffany, uh, the Lord really blessed you because uh, I was uh, on the website uh, just yesterday of Legacy and see all the stuff that you do and the, the market stuff looks good. So good job. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. you. They did a good job there at A-State. And uh, so, yes. uh, yeah, you're doing good. Okay. Hey, well, uh, tell us a little about, let's kind of dive into this. Uh, the blessings and challenges of farming with family members. Okay. You know, uh, the blessings is, is really having, having your family there to fall back on. Um, you know, this year we've kind of went through some difficulties with my niece who mm. got put in a hospital in Le Bonner's around Memorial day. And she's been there ever since. Wow. And um, so my brother-in-law who farms with us is kind of was taken out of the picture and, and, but you know, that, that was okay because, you know, our family was there to, to, you know, to pick up the slack and, and, and carry on, but also give them assurance that, Hey, everything's okay at home. We got to focus on, you know, what we need to focus on, which is, which is family. And, um, you know, that's, that's a blessing in itself just to have the support. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. I saw the pictures on Facebook and, you know, you guys were asking folks to pray for her. And, uh, hey, we and we encourage folks out there to uh, uh, to do that also uh, is to pray for her and pray for healing of her body. You know, too, uh, Dustin, you mentioned that uh, there are some guys out there who are all by themselves on the farm. There's also uh, ladies out there who are women farmers who are by themselves. It's just good to uh, to have the family that can surround it. Hey, and let them know, Hey, we got it. We'll take care of each other. Uh, we'll pick up the slack. Uh, that, that is a, a blessing. Tiffany, what have you seen any of the, the blessings or challenges sometimes that come from the family farming? 
I do. I see, I see a little bit of both sometimes, you know, um, anytime dads and sons work together, sometimes there's some clash in there. Um, cause I've seen it with my dad and brother as well, you know, kind of with Dustin and his dad, but that just happens. That's just yeah. part of working, working with family. Um, but I also kind of see it from a different viewpoint. Um, you know, my daughter and I will take dinner to him in the field a lot of nights and she's not just getting to go see her daddy. She gets to see her papa and her uncle and everybody else out there too. And she gets to see that and see that family atmosphere out on the farm. So I also think that's a great thing. That is a blessing. You know, that's what happened in industrial age. A lot of farm families moved off the farm, moved to the cities. And a lot of it is due to finding work and, and doing that. And so, uh, there's a, a lot of families out there, they miss out on having that, mm-hmm. having their immediate family surrounding them. So that is a blessing. Young guys, so say my son or whatever, uh, or others, uh, and he's a part of an ag life group, a small group that, that meets kind of made up of agricultural uh, couples. But they, they may talk about it among themselves, but they don't really get out openly and talk about that. Uh, and so that's why we have, we call it the safe zone. So what advice would you give to others out there uh, Dustin or whoever wants to go first, maybe for you with the guys and then Tiffany, maybe for you for the wives, just some advice you'd give for generational, multi-generational farmers who farm together with their family. Well, I think I would start with, um, communication. Communication is the key to everything. Um, I know you going from the younger generation to the older generation, the younger generation, you know, kind of feels like they can't always get their opinions out there, but there needs to be a time that, that y'all need to sit down and talk. You know, you need to say, Hey, this is what I, I'm, I, I envision. This is what I want to see. I got some ideas and, and then, you know, <clears throat> the older generation has to, you know, try to learn, you know, listen to us and, and, and try to take up some of the new ideas. And then, but the younger generation also has to, to pick up the wisdom from the older guys and apply it to your, you know, your new ideas and kind of, you know, that's, that's the key to everything. If you don't have communication, it's, it's not going to work. Yeah. Good point. Tiffany, what, what advice do you have? Uh, so for farm wives in the multi-generational aspect, um, I had a great mom and she's been a, a farm wife for 36, 37 years. So she always taught me the importance of taking care of the guys out on the farm, taking care of my dad, Um, keeping things up at home while they're working. So that's something that I'm trying really hard to pass on to my daughter, even at a very, very early age. Um, She knows that every day when I get her, we come home and we're going to cook supper for dad. And even though she's three and a half, she thinks she is a master chef. So she cooks her dad's supper and she looks forward to that. And we pack it up in little containers and we take it out to the field. Um, She doesn't eat with me. I normally eat before we, we go out there. She has to pack all her food up and she has a little lunch box and she packs enough to be gone a week. Um, but we pack it up and we take it to dad and that's fun for her. And at the same time, she's learning to take care of them because they're working so hard out there. And so I just feel like it's important to pass on to our children um, from the female aspect to, to take care of the guys while they're out there. Hey, here's another question I thought of, and I don't want to catch you off guard with this. So both of y'all, again, you, Tiffany, you have an ag business degree and a minor in marketing and uh, you come out farm family. What, what about... What advice would you give for a wife that is marrying a farmer that has, but she has no farm background? I mean, uh, (laughs) what's what's a word of encouragement or what what could you say to her? 
Okay. So I, this is something I have put a lot of thought into. I've had, had friends who have been in that scenario and it's hard. It's not easy, especially when you didn't come from that background. You have no idea kind of what you're stepping into and, and the hours they work. And especially when you become a mom that, I mean, that adds to it. That makes it even harder. Um, but patience, patience is key. Um, one of the things that I do every day is I try to get up an hour before my family and our little girl's not a sleeper. So some days that's really hard, but I do it no matter what, because it's kind of the only me time I get. And during that time, I'll read my Bible, drink my coffee, you know, do my praying and kind of think about what's coming up for the day, because I'm a full believer that you set the tone for the day. As soon as you get up, it's either going to be a bad day or a good day. (laughs) And if you sit there thinking about, well, I'm going to have to do this by myself and this by myself and this by myself, and he's never home. You know, that is, that's just not going to set a good attitude. And, And I have those days. We all do, but you kind of have to wake up every day and think, okay, we're going to get through this. This is how I can help him. Um, this is how I can stay positive about it. You know, farming season doesn't last the entire year. So you just have to be patient, put one foot in front of the other. Um, communication is, is key in this too. You have to communicate with each other and understand how you're both feeling because it's not just hard on the wife being at home by themselves and having so much on your plate. It's, it's hard on the husbands too. Um, cause they're kind of torn with not being able to, um, take care of everything at home and then trying to take care of everything on the farm. So you can't make it harder on them. I've learned that. Um, so really, like I said, patience, communication, and just, just praying because God is ultimately what gets us through that. Yeah, well, I agree. Hey, good point. Good point in that. Hey, now you guys, uh, which I know Tiffany, you're working and, uh, uh, you know, Dustin's on the farm and then you're uh, working at home too. And uh, how do you balance uh, family time? I know you talk about going out to the field and doing that, but but how do you kind of balance that family time with the demands of, of your jobs? Well, I'll, uh, I'll start on that one. I, I'll probably mess that one up the most. So, um, I don't do a good job with that one. Um, it's hard. It's really hard. Um, you know, I get caught up in, in everything I need to do at, at work and, and feel so behind and, and then I, I let it bleed into, to home and, and, and put stress here. And, and, and it's just, you know, that's the one I probably don't have a good answer for my balance on, um, work, family, and God, I, I, I typically mess that one up. So <laughs> I got you. Hey, what's good though. I mean, one of the things, I mean, at least you got going like, Hey, I don't do a good job on that. And there's always that starting point, you know, to, to, uh, to try to go forward in that. I, I think, Hey, as men, that's, I was tell you, regardless of what we do, uh, men, a lot of us, we get our self-esteem from what we do. I mean, our identity is to be in Christ. We know that. And, but we're, we're, de- you know, he created us to to work hard and do things, but but sometimes what happens that just gets the best of us, and it can too, Tiffany, for a lady. I mean, I, I know that, but men seem to struggle with that uh, more than others. So, Tiffany, what do you what? How do you do that? How do you try to balance that with uh, farm wife, farmer, daughter, work? Uh, well, like I mentioned earlier, um, you know, after I go to work every day, I get my little girl come home and. We cook dinner together. Uh, That's just kind of our thing every day. Um, I make sure we have some special time together to play and do things like that. And then most nights we go out to the farm um, because you just have to understand that certain times of the year, that's that's really the only family time you can get. Um, But 
I make it fun for her. I make her not realize really, you know, that that's what we're having to do. She just thinks it's fun to go out there and, and get to ride the tractor or get to see dad or get to eat supper on the, the car hood, you know, things like that. Um, but, and I, I try to stay positive about it to her, you know, because she knows that daddy works hard and yeah. I make sure that, that I give it that spin because he is working hard and, and it's easy sometimes to get a negative attitude about it. Cause you look around at families who have a husband, you know, that they work a nine to five job and they're home every night. And uh, it's easy to kind of get caught up in wanting that sometimes, but I don't let that bleed over into our family life. Um, we go to church together every Sunday. That's, we look forward to that. You know, yeah. that's his time off. Um, and then in the winter, we, we do a lot of things together. That's yeah. most people go on vacation in the summers, but we, we get to do that in the winter. We camp and we do things like that. Yeah, I know for all my my friends that uh, are, are farmers like you guys are, uh, anytime I'm planning trips or Israel, they're like, you got to take us in the winter, man. We yeah. can't go, you know, in the harvest time. Mm-hmm. I, said, I know, I know. Uh, in that way, it's very evident you guys have a great love for each other and a, uh, a, a great uh, respect, you know, for each other. Hey, here's a question, and I'll just throw it on you here. may want to try to answer this, but Dustin, you – you brought it up, so it just reminded me of this. In the in the farming uh, atmosphere and farm families, and I know we're in Northeast Arkansas, and I've only been in Arkansas. My brother-in-law and them are cotton and rice farmers, soybeans, so it's all I've ever known, basically. But it's never done. I mean, there's always something that to do. There's always something that needs to be done. There's you know, there's ditch banks that need to be mowed. There's uh, there's poly pipe, you know, later after water needs to be picked up. I mean, there's always something. You could do something 24 hours a day. Now, now here's a question that's kind of open-ended, but how do you how do you live in that? How do you deal with that, that it's never finished? Anybody, either one of y'all can try to jump in on that one. Not very well. <laughs> um, it really comes down, you know, I always I, I, I picture everything in my head and, uh, and I do it in warp speed, but at the, and during the day, it's like, Wait, what happened? I was going to get all this done. And then you don't. And then at the end of the day, you just got to say, hey, it's it's time to go home. You know, you got to go home and spend some time with those that love you and and, and want to see you. And and that stuff's going to be there tomorrow. Um, it It's not always easy walking away from it, knowing you need to do it, but it'll be there the next day. Um, you know, family may not always be. So, you know, you just got to find the priorities and, and, and put them first. Mm-hmm. No, I, Hey, I would agree too. You know, sometimes it's hard to flip that switch. I, I kind of have this saying, Hey, if Jesus doesn't come back, it's going to be here in the morning when you wake up. So Tiffany, you want to add to that? I can, I, I agree with, with everything he said. And I think, um, this year we've kind of realized the importance of that more than ever. You know, we mentioned earlier, our, our niece suddenly got very ill this summer. And so we've really, realized uh how how quickly life can can change and so um like he said we're trying to do better at leaving work at work and and just coming home and and spending time together and I try to put my phone away and and do the best I can with that but that that's really the best way to deal with that yeah I think you just brought severe conviction to me when you said put your phone away and uh, (laughs) so uh uh, well when I realized my my three-year-old who never really gets a phone knew how to work a phone just from watching us. I was like, okay, wow. Well, that's, (laughs) 
not good. Yeah, well, we're doing this podcast. My phone's going off, and my wife's standing in front of a water tank saying it's got a hole in it, a leak in it. She's asked me all these questions. I said, I, I can't talk. Uh, <laughs> okay, hey, we've all got days that are stressful. Uh, so what's, you know, y'all mentioned some things that you do, but what's one thing you do to help you when you're stressed? Okay. So whether if it's, you know, in the morning and the evenings after work or after you get home or during work, what's something you do to help you when you're stressed? Well, um, that's changed for me since I've became a mom. Um, it was a little easier before I became a mom because I had so much more time, you know, it was easy if I got stressed out to pick up and go for a run or go shopping or do this or that. But, um, like I mentioned earlier, one thing I do, I make sure I get up an hour before everybody else. I want that time. I crave that time in the mornings. Um, that's really the only alone time I get. So I get my Bible study done. I talk to God and that really just sets my tone for the whole day. Um, it helps me be less stressed. That doesn't always happen. You know, it gets interrupted. Um, some days Molly wakes up before I get time for that or things just happen. And you can tell on the days that I I haven't had that time, I have a more stressful day and, and things just go different. Um, but I do that, and, and I've been doing a lot of reading, too. That That's helped me uh, kind of calm down before bed. I, I've stopped watching TV or looking at my phone, and I've realized that reading kind of helps me tone down a little more and relaxes me. I, I think for me, you know, having Molly has really helped my stress. You know, when I get done with a bad day, stressful day, I, I can walk in the door and, and, and give Molly a hug, and, and Tiffany, too, but, you know. <laughs> Molly's yeah, a little more. Right. Molly's already right there. That's good. Happy to see me. So, <laughs> <laughs> but just being able to play with her and 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 just forget about everything that happened, I think that's that's kind of the best way to deal with it for me. Hey, that's that's a good point because uh, I know which I'm a lot older than you guys, and uh, you know I would just encourage all the the young uh, couples out there, young individuals, single, if you're married or whatever, maybe you're a single parent, but hey enjoy the journey with your children because it goes by quickly. And uh, so, you know, enjoy those times uh, that you have. Now I will tell you this as a grandfather, now uh, three boys and another boy on the way. Uh, that is a, uh, I'm a lot better grandparent. Than I was a parent. So mm-hmm. I, Hey, you, we can have one of the hardest days at work or whatever, but uh, when I come home and they're there and they uh, may call me Papa, it was getting where they can talk and they grab me by the hand and they want to go outside and uh, see the horse. We got a horse in the backyard named Kit and one of the twins keeps calling him Jesse. So this morning I was feeding Kit. I said, Hey, by the way, we're about to change your name. You know, <laughs> I know you're like 15 years old, but your name is now Jesse. So uh, just because a grandson wants to do that. So, Hey guys, thank y'all so much for your time uh, that you took and, and Dustin, I mean, I know the listeners can't see you, but Hey, you, you, you know, you got your hat on and your shirt, you back, you can get back in it. You came out of it and you're about to walk back out in it again. So uh, thanks for your time. Hey, Tiffany, do you feel comfortable maybe if you would just maybe give the first name of your niece and maybe you, a situation? So maybe our listeners, some of them, uh, many are believers that they could just pray for her. Yes, um, please pray for Allie. Um, she is in desperate need of prayers right now. Um, specifically at this time, they're needing prayers that her kidneys will kick in and start functioning correctly um, and that her physical therapy will go the way it needs to go so that she can kind of move how old is How old is she, Tiffany? She's seven. Seven years old. Pray for mm-hmm. Allie. All right. Again, I just want to say uh, thank you guys uh, so much. Hey, for all the listeners out there who are, are joining our podcast, you know, uh, 
Tiffany and Dustin both, they mentioned about, you know, they go to church together. Tiffany's mentioned about having that, getting up an hour earlier, having that that time with the Lord. If you have any questions, any spiritual type questions, anything like that, please drop us an email at info at agrihealth.net. Hey, we'll respond right back to you and uh, help you in any way we can. Also, for all those who uh, are out there listening, remember, we've got uh, great resources on the website. It may be in a situation, too, there, you know, we, we call this the stress and strains that we're, it's kind of a crisis that we're experiencing in the ag community. Uh, and so you may be at a place you say, hey, I'm, I may need to uh, visit with someone, talk with someone. Uh, you may be thinking, hey, I, is there, have an interest in some uh, uh, Christian counseling? We do have some recommendations on our website. So just encourage you to go there. That's always the first step uh, to do that. And remember to uh, uh, find someone, family members. And we, we've heard this again. Dustin Tiffany is a young couple. Communication is key. And so as you talk with one another, it's okay uh, in a farm and family say, hey, you know what? I'm struggling and uh, I need some help in some areas. And again, we want to be here to help you with that. Hey, if you like us uh, on the podcast, uh, make sure maybe give us a rating. Always subscribe, share the podcast with your friends. And uh, again, we're here for you. Any way we can help, let us know. Hey, thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. Until then, keep farming and keep the faith. You've been listening to That Farm Life Podcast, planting hope, harvesting strength with your host, Archie Mason. That Farm Life Podcast is a creation of the Agri-Health Network in conjunction with Grounded Faith Ministries, where we offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith, family, and community with other farmers. You can learn more about who we are and what we do on our website at agrihealth.net. That's agrihealth, one word, dot net. Thanks for listening, and until next week, keep the faith.